Okay, we said last week. So that the way to understand this whole parsha is not like we think used to understand that it's about Avram being old and needing to find a wife for Yitzhak. So that Avram is old and he's on his way out. His career is over and he has a bracha, which bracha must be transferred over to Yitzhak. He has to give over his bracha to Yitzhak. The bracha gets transferred along with the replacement for Sarah. We discussed that the bracha is um, the bracha comes along with the woman. Like the Gemara says, "Ba'metzia dafem tes ein bracha metzia b'teich beisish al adav elabishvel ishtoish nemer la'avram hetiv ba'avura." So Avram's brachas always came through Sarah. Rivka is a replacement for Sarah, and therefore she brings the bracha to Yitzchak. And incidentally, Avram gets back to the bracha, as we discussed last week. But the Iker is, for now, I just want to bring back this point. Means he's old and he has a bracha, bakal, that he is looking to give over to the next generation. So therefore he gives all that wealth to the Eved, who's going to transfer that wealth to the next generation together with the Isha. So you see that the wealth and the Isha go together from the whole structure of the parasha. He takes the wealth and he finds the woman. So... I don't think we, we made this point last week, maybe in short. It's just that according to this approach, this is exactly like the Pasha by Yitzchak. He's old, and he says, I have to bless you, I have to give you a bracha with Neymaisi. Uh, it's because of the fact that he's old, the, the, the age of Yitzchak is what forces him to say, or pushes him to say, it's time to give a bracha. Same thing by Avram. Avram is old, and he has a bracha to give over. Now, it's very different brachas. By Avram, the bracha is actual wealth. But while by Yitzchak, the bracha is words. Okay? Um, before, we, before we address that point, I'm supposed to say something else. L'chur, by Yitzchak, it's not about the Isha. I'm saying by Avram, he has a bracha that he wants to give over, and it goes along with the Isha. Yitzchak gives the bracha, just says the words of the bracha. That's in Perik Chav Zayin, where he gives him the bracha. But then if you look in Perik Chav Ches, there it's clear that the bracha and the isha do indeed go together. And then in Pasuk Vav, so he sees that he blesses him and sends him to get married when he blessed him and told him don't take a woman from here. So who he's supposed to marry and the fact that he's getting blessed go together in that parasha also. Now, the, initially in the parasha Yitzhak gives a bracha in the parasha of Perch of Zion he gives a bracha doesn't give a physical bracha he gives a verbal bracha which is supposed to become actual um, by the by the the virtue of the fact that he blessed him, that he said it, while Avram is giving an actualized bracha. Okay, the Ben Ezra says that um, that Yitzchak was poor. He brings many rise to that Yitzchak was poor. So Avram, the bracha means wealth, good things. Avram gives it over because he has it. He actually has it. Yitzchak also gives it over, but he can only talk about it because he actually he doesn't actually have it. So, but therefore he has to say that they should get it. The bracha always goes along with the isha. 
by Avram, where the wealth was the pile, there was actual wealth. So he says Yitzhak has to have an isha. That's along with that isha, he's going to have the actual wealth. Yitzhak is not giving actual wealth; he's giving potential wealth. He's giving a blessing. He's talking about the wealth. He doesn't have the actual wealth. When when will the when will the bracha be actualized? Is when Yitzhak, when Yaakov, I'm sorry, when Yaakov actually does go to a place where he gets married and gets wealthy. So the actualization of the bracha of Yitzchak also goes along with an Isha. When he sends him away, and then he affirms the bracha, he says, now go get married, and he's affirming the bracha, and then he goes and gets married, and the bracha comes true. He becomes wealthy over there. So always the bracha goes along with the Isha when the bracha is bepoil. When Yitzchak is talking about the bracha, he could talk about it even when there's no Isha. When it becomes actualized, then it's along with the Isha. So the second Shav in Yitzchak, when he's talking about the Isha, is referring to the actualization. Good? Okay. So again, so now we... We, we accomplished that the both parshas are the same. They're about the bracha that they give over when they die. The bracha of Avram was actual in his hands, so he gave it over actually. And he, the wife, he had to find the wife. While Yitzchak didn't give it over actually, he just gave it over the potential. And therefore he um, didn't find him a wife either. He just mitzavah him to find a wife. But the bracha becomes actualized when Yaakov finds a wife. There, the parsha of Yitzchak and Yaakov, the bracha, is also connected in the psukim to the Isha. Okay, so now the Isha brings to the bracha. So we're, we're right up to why Chazal say this concept of who Yitzhak is going to marry. Avram says to the Eved, I am Baruch and you are Arur, and a Baruch can't be Mizdabik and an Arur. Since the Isha is the vehicle for the bracha, so the one who's, um, the Isha has to be someone who shaykh the bracha, not someone who shaykh to call. That's the whole passage is about. The Isha as the one who's going to facilitate the bracha. Okay, so we're up to Pasuk Beis. <coughs> so he tells his Evan, who's a Khan Beisai. Pasuk Aleph said that Avraham was a Zokin, and now there's an elder of the household, there's someone else who's a Zokin, and that's the Evan. So by the Pasuk describing the Evan in a similar fashion to Avram, it's as if uh, setting a, a tension or a competition of some, of some sorts between Avram and the Evan. He's saying there are two Zakenim here. Avram is a Zakin and then there's another Zakin. Now this Zakin, this Khan Beisai, is indeed very powerful. <coughs> He's Moishel Chol HaShelai. He... What do you mean by parallel? I'm saying he's usur- I'm saying he's usur- he, in a way that he he's, he could be Avram. You're saying maybe he's doyma to Avram. The closest thing that there is to Avram. Right. Fine. Okay. Right. That could be. Okay. So the Evan. Right. It's true. It could be like that. But we'll see in the parish. I think it's <laughs> might be my way. Now this Evan is Moshe. He is. He's. He rules. Now just in practical terms before we get to the Havan over here. The Evid is very much in control. Avram, he asked, Avram is afraid that he's going to marry off Yitzhak to a Kanani and he has to make him swear. Apparently, it's all up to him. Um, it's not up to Yitzhak. And if the, Evid, if the Evid wants this to happen, this will happen. That's why he has to be mashbeahim. So the Evid is a Moshal. He's really a Moshal. He's really powerful, this Evid. Now, an Evid being Moshal is incongruous. It's just to say a few psukim. Avadim mashlubanu, Pyrrhic in Miyadam. 
Um, a wise Evid will rule over the son that's Mavish, embarrassment. He'll take a Nachla with, uh, among the brothers. But he's not supposed to be Moshal. That means he's an Evid. An Evid, an Evid is not a Moshal. An Evid Maskil will rule over the Bain Mavish. A Tainug is not good for a fool, and certainly it's not good for an Evid to rule over Sarm. Yosef was an Evid and became a Moshal. That's the two extremes. He starts with um, not Evid every, not every Evid, and then he becomes a Moshal. So an Evid who's a Moshal is really, in a certain sense, a contradiction. Okay. So first, let's talk about why indeed is he a Moshal? Not why is there an Evid that's a Moshal. Just the very fact: why is he a Moshal? Why isn't Yitzhak Moshal? Why isn't Avram Moshal? Why is uh, why is the Evid in charge? Why is someone else in charge? In Parak Tezayim, Pasuk says, we discussed this then, we learned this then, so I Parak Tezvav, Pasuk Beis. Vayem Avram, Hashem alikim atiten li vanoichi hoilich ariri uvenmeshek beisi hu damesik aliezer, Vayem Avram hein li loin osata zora vihine ven beisi yorish oisi. So, we explained then based on many mefarshim, Abarmanel, Chazkumi, Panach Raza, Avram was already promised that he's going to have children. What he said was, my Yorish, the Yorish is Bambesi, is the one who's around my house, who, who, who ingratiate, in, who got involved in the running the house and knows the ins and outs of my, of my, um, of my estate, and who experienced it together with me. What he's saying is like this, I'm going to have a child, fine, I should promise you I'm going to have a child, but that child is not going to have anything to do with my bias. He's not living with me. I'm going to have that child when I'm old. By that time, my bias will be well established, and the powers in my bias will be other than my bane, because it's going to be an old bias by then. And the bane is not going to be around so much when the, when the bias is developing. He's not going to be involved in the business, so on and so forth. So, and, and okay, and the answer then was, as we discussed then, the answer to Avram was, indeed, your Yerusha. So Avram said, oh, yes, I will have children, but my, my son will not yarshin me. The one who will take me over is the ben bias, the one who's living here now with me, which, according to Chazal, is Eliezer, same Eliezer over here. Um, the answer to Avram then was indeed, in a physical way, your estate will not be connected to Yitzchak. Yitzchak will not get your, your bias because he's around your bias and follows you naturally and physically. You are an Av as if in a spiritual way, and your fatherness is not in the normal fashion of a son who's around his father and takes over his father. Your fatherness is in, is in like a mice of a similar bottom type. You're the prototype of the Av, and your sons will follow you, not in the normal fashion of being around you. Yours is a different way of fatherness. That's Bikitzer what happened over there. So then, the Moishal on the bias is indeed, indeed the one who's the Khan Beisai, who's there, who became old in the house, not the young Bain who's a lot younger than the father. The one who's a Zakin like Avram is the Moshal. Like Avram said, the Ben Beisi Yerush Oisi, and not the child that he's going to have, the Zikunov, when he's already old. Only the one who became old in the bias is the Moshal on the bias, because the physical house of Avram is indeed run not by his progeny. That's not how Yitzhak is going to take over his house. Not going to take it over because, yeah, he, he lives there and he becomes part of it and, he, and he's Mamshachit in a physical way. 
That, that is not how he will take over it. The one who actually runs it is someone else. Okay. Okay, we also explained that Avram by the Akedah <coughs> um, actually did as if give up Yitzchak. And no longer, we no longer, there's no longer a connection between them. So therefore, it follows that Yitzchak is not the one who's who's being directed by Avram. It's the uh, Moshal and the bias that's around and that controls what could happen. Okay, so that's why there is a Moshal on this bias. Because the actual physical house of Avram is not in the hands of Avram to give over to his son. It's going to happen in a certain way, which we'll discuss soon. But, at this point we'll get back to, there's also the element not just that there is a Moshal on the house besides for Avram, but the fact that it's an Evid who's Moshe on the house, which is inherently, in a certain sense, contradictory. Why is it an Evid that's Moshe? We'll get back to it. Simna Yodacha Tachas Yerechi. So there are many Shavuos in Tanakh, and there are two places where, where it's preceded with place your hand under my thigh. One of them is here, and the other one is by Yaakov Pegram Zion Pasikov um, when Yaakov is much be a Yosef, tells him Simla Yod Chotach Sirechi not to bury me in Mitzrayim. Okay, the Benezer says that placing placing the hand under the thigh demonstrates that you're putting your I don't know if he says it exactly like this, but that you're putting yourself under someone else's wishes. I would, I would add, I'm not sure if this point, you're putting your power, your ability, what, what you're going to do, um, under, you're, you're pledging it to him. So you put it under him. He sits on your hand. That means he's controlling your hand and your power. He's directing it. It's under him. Rajbam adds that this is only, we only find this by, ya- by Avram and by Yaakov to Yosef. So Rajbam says only an Eved or a son does it because it's showing that you're Equals don't do that, the Rashbam says. Equals would shake hands, we find, initially. Equals make a brisbane of a sarm, cut something in half. But when you're below someone, you put your hand under their thigh. I would add to that, since this is an Ebed who's Moishel, so he has to demonstrate that he won't abuse his Memshalo. He will act indeed as an Ebed. Similarly, in the Pasha of Yaakov and, and Yosef, he asks Yosef this favor, and then he bows to Yosef. Yosef is the king, so he tells him, I know you're the king, but I want you to do something to show that despite the fact that you're the king, act like my son. So despite the, the one who is really, in a certain sense, has the power to be superior to the one who's being Mashbiah him, but indeed should be lower than him, so, and when they're asking them to act as someone inferior to them, when they're really, when in a certain sense, they're superior, that's when you have some Yodcha Tachas Yerechi, according to this approach. Okay. I'll make you swear by Hashem So he makes him swear by Hashem not to take a wife or the son from the Knani girls that amongst whom Avram dwells. So later in Pasuk Yud Beis, the Evads Davins, he says, Hashem Alekei Adoni Avraham. The God of my master Avraham. 
While Avram tells him, is Mashbiahim not by Hashem Alekai, Mashbiach of Hashem Alekai, rather by Hashem Alekai Hashemayim Alekai Ha'oretz? I think the answer is very simple. He's being Mashbiahim, Alekai Adoni Avram means, why is Hashem called Alekai Adoni Avram? Because it follows the bracha of Noyach, Bar Hashem Alekai Shem. That Shem is the one who Hashem is considered there Alekim, while Knan is different. Knan is Or. Here Avram is being Mashbiah the Eved about that very point that don't connect me to the Knanim. I am different than the Knanim. So you can't be Mashbiah him by Hashem Alekei Avraham because that's the very point of contention. Is Hashem my Alekim or is Hashem more universal? So by Avram is saying, I am being Mashbiah you to act like Hashem is not universal. Hashem is my Alekim and I don't want to have a connection to the, the, the Knanim who are different than myself. He has to be mashbir by something that's outside that equation, by Hashem Elokei HaShemayim Elokei HaOretz. Because he can't be mashbir him by Hashem Elokei Avram, that Avram is different, because then it's, you need an outside reference point to give the Shavuot validity. But the Eved who accepts this, therefore now davens by Hashem Elokei Adonai Avram, because he's masking that Avram is special, that Avram is a certain relationship to Hashem. Okay? Okay, We'll have to discuss for the next time that there's different changes in the parasha. But Arti, Meladati, Face Ovi, and later the Evid quotes it, Mishpachti. So what are these changes? What do they mean? Okay. Avram, just to note, didn't say anything about her being from his family. So it has to be from his land and from his birthplace. Not from the Benoist Aknani that I'm Yoshi Bikirboy, rather back where I came from. Those are the two options. And he says it can't be from where I'm living now, it in the Benoist Aknani where I'm living now, it has to be from the place I came. What if she doesn't want to follow me to this land? Now, Note that the Pesach says, follow me, Acharai, something about following him. Shall I return your son to the land that you, from which you left? Now, the fact that he's saying, I sh shall I return your son? Yitzhak was never there. Says Rajbam, shall I return him, meaning, because you, Avram, were there. So if I bring Yitzhak there, I'm like returning. So this is not just a question, should I, may Yitzhak leave Eretz Yisrael? It's... It's, should we undo the travels of Avram? You left there and you came here. Can I bring Yitzhak back there? That's what the Pesach says. It's not about He's not just describing the arts. He's saying the problem. The issue is, you rejected that land and you left it. Should I undo that and bring Yitzhak to live there? So this is about Avram's lech lecha, Avram's leaving that land. And how that is now going to relate to Yitzchak. Either Rivka could follow. Avram said, don't take from the Knani. I need someone to come here. Um, to do Lech Lecha, to follow in my footsteps. He says, what if she doesn't want to? Should we undo everything? Should Yitzchak move there? And Avram says, Shomai Fenat. Okay. Okay, we'll look at this Pasuk next time. I just want to point out that he's talking about, in this Pasuk Zion, he's talking about the fact that Hashem took him from there.
says the Rashbam, and he raises the Bukhosha, I think. The point is, he's saying, Hashem took me from there, so therefore he will help you also in this endeavor to get the Isha to follow. So the context over here is Avram's traveling, um, the Lech Lech of Avram, and the Isha following in the, in the footsteps of, of those travels. That's why you have also the Lashonis, Ovi, Meladati, and Artsi, like Lech Lech of Meadzim, Meladati, um, okay. For the same reason, you have the whole parsha is all. There's a lot about the halicha. They ask her, "Will you go with him?" And the, the question is, "Will she go?" And the pasuk says. Um, it's about the fact that she is willing to go. Avram picked up and went, and the question is, is that continuing? Will Rivka support that and continue in that or not? And ultimately she does. Okay. Now, I just want to say one point over here about Rakes Benilo Sashim Shavu. The question about Yitzhak is whether he should go back there. So it's not about him temporarily leaving it so it's about should he go back meaning should we undo Lech Lecha so famously the question is why could Yaakov go back there but it would seem to me that there's absolutely no problem there's no question here because the Evid is the Moshul as we explained the Evid is the one who's in charge so he he's offering he's supposed to go and bring the Isha back if the Isha doesn't want to come then the next thing you could do is bring Yitzchak there, and they'll live there. Yaakov went there, because Yaakov is Moshe on himself. Yaakov doesn't have an Evid who's being Moshe for him. So Yaakov went there, got married, and eventually brought the, brought the Nashim back. And we have the whole parasha where Yaakov calls out Rachel and Leah and tells them it's time to go back, and he's bringing them back. He's also, he also is involved in bringing back the Isha. When, when the Evid says, if, he doesn't want, if she doesn't want to come, should I bring back Yitzchak? It doesn't mean should I bring Yitzchak there and let him convince her or eventually come back. If the, Ev- the Evid is the Moshal, and if he can't get her to come, that means she's not coming. So he's offering to bring Yitzchak back there, like the Pasuk says, Ha'ashiv, Ashiv as Bincha, a temporary trip is not called bringing him back there. The reason why it's called bringing back there, says Rosh Bam, is because you came from there and he's returning there. So if someone's father moves from one country to another and he moves back, that's called moving back. If you go for a trip to a country where your father happened to, happened to uh, move from, that wouldn't be called going back. But that's because the idea is that Evan is the Marshal. He's the one who's controlling everything. And if he doesn't get her to come, she's not coming. I maybe, or maybe she'll come. If Yitzchak would have convinced her that that's not, that's not on the table there. That wasn't an option. The Evan is the one that's supposed to do everything. So if she doesn't come, Yitzchak is moving back. Mashenka Bayak, if he goes there, and he indeed brings her back. That's what it seems to be on that Pshat. Okay, now let's get to the, to the centrality of the Evan. And why is the Evan Marshal? So we spoke in the beginning that this parasha is about the bracha of Avram and the bracha of Avram that gets transferred to Yitzchak and all in the context of the Isha who is um, from the blessed seed and not from the Knan. Like by Yitzchak where he tells Yaakov you have a bracha, go get an Isha not from the Benes Knan. Benes Knan are Arurim, you are Baruch and the bracha comes along with an Isha that's Brucha. Okay. Pasik says about the Evid, Pasik Lamadal, Bayeme Boy Baruch Hashem. 
overcome the one who is blessed by Hashem. Now, the Pasuk says, Hashem Be'ach is Avram Bakoya. Avram is the one that's Baruch, specifically. Um, according to the Medrash you mentioned earlier, is the Afghan point that Avram is Baruch and the Evid is not Baruch, the Evid is Aurur. And yet they're calling him Baruch Hashem. He says, So the measure says they thought that he was Avram. They came and they saw him holding all of Avram's wealth. So they thought he was Avram. So indeed, the one who, the bracha is the wealth, and Avram is the one who's blessed. They called him Baruch Hashem because they thought he was the Baruch. They thought he was Avram. So he says, I'm not going to eat till I talk. I have to set the record straight. Everything is my master's. I am merely an Evid. Okay, so then this tension of the Evid's role, the Evid Moishel, is becoming even stronger. This Evid who's Moishel in, in all the wealth, he's so Moishel in all the wealth, he actually controls the Bracha to the degree that he's even mistaken for being the one who's Baruch, and he has to willingly set the record straight and tell him, no, I am merely an Evid, I am not Baruch. Okay, so now let's explain how this all works together. Um, it all starts in, in Noyach. Baruch Hashem Hashem and Knan is Avadim. Okay. Knan is supposed to be Avadim to Shem and Hashem is supposed to be connected to Hashem. And Baruch. We talked about the fact that Lech Lecha, to go to Knan, going to Knan by Avram. Avram's traveling to Knan is the beginning of the Zarish Hashem establishing themselves as superior to the Knanim. So there's supposed to be a relationship between Shem and the Knanim whereby the, whereby the Zarish Hashem come to Canaan to um, establish their superiority and the Canaanim are supposed to recognize that and just take you a little bit pa- back to Parashas Lech Lecha um, the Sedoimim were Avodim to other other um, I don't remember now exactly the Sedoimim were not Makabal to be Avodim to Avram they should have been, they were not Eliezer is the one Evid, the proper Evid of Avram. Okay, scratch that, it's not important. Okay, so going to Canaan, the Canaan must be Avodim to Shem. That's what going to Canaan is about. Now, as we explained in the beginning today, the Evid is a Moshal. There is a Moshal over here because Avram is not Moshal on his bias. Avram's family and Avram's wealth, physical wealth, does not get transferred in the normal physical fashion. Avram stands for spiritual matters, and that's his Avos. And the transfer to the next generation is not going to happen in the normal physical way. So the normal physical way is going to be then who? An Evid. The Evid has a role in the house of Avram. The Evid is Moshal on the physical things. Since the house of Avram is such that he is Baruch Hashem Aloy Keshem, he's connected to Hashem, and he's connected to Nyanim Ruchniyim. So his son is going to be a son that's going to follow him in a spiritual matter. The wealth that's incidental to that and necessary for that is going to be controlled by someone else, by an Evid. The Evid is the one who has a shaykhis to the wealth. And he's necessary. The Evid plays a necessary role because Avram is indeed not leading the physical normal life. So therefore, his, his estate won't, won't get passed over the normal physical fashion. So the Evid then, the Evid, that is to say, the Knani, who indeed recognizes Avram's Maila, plays a major role in ensuring the smooth succession and the smooth, the smooth um, functioning of the base Avram. Because he's the Moshal on the physical part of Avram's house, while Avram is connected to Hashem. 
So the Kanani that recognizes the Maila of the, of the Zayar Hashem is very important. If he does not recognize it, then he'll take his Memshala on the physical stuff and he'll, he'll, uh, he'll take it for himself. He'll, make, he'll consider himself the Bruch Hashem. So the Eved has to realize, the Eved has a responsibility, conceptually. The Eved has a responsibility to recognize who is the Baruch and who is not. Because considering that the Eved is necessary, which means the Eved has to have some power, because he has to get things done, because Avram, that's not where Avram's life is. So the Eved can potentially take that for himself if he doesn't realize the Maila of Avram. Okay, so the Eved here being confused for the Baruch Hashem is reflecting that point, that we need this Eved to act and to recognize who is truly Baruch and who is truly Aur, otherwise he can take it for himself. Okay, so that's why we have an Eved Moishal. He's an Eved, he's an Eved, but he's Moishal. He can choose what, what to be. The idea of Lech Lecha, the idea of Lech Lecha as we started is to, for the Zahar Hashem to follow the Knanim and to be Shabbat in the Knanim. So the Eved here, the Eved over here, who's serving the role of establishing who's the Baruch and recognizing the Baruch of being Avrams and going to get an Isha to be Mamshech, that Baruch to Yitzchak is reenacting a Lech Lecha. Rivka following the Eved back to Knan that's the, the, the process whereby the Eved says, I am an Eved of Yitzhak, I am an Eved of Rivko, and I am being moist of the bracha to them, is a, the very process of Lech Lecha, of following the Knanim to Kanan and being Meshavit in them, the Zahar Shem becoming superior to the Knanim. So the whole Lech Lecha is about shame becomes superior to Knan. And in order for the bracha to be shame's bracha, the Knanim, the Avadim, cannot act like Moshlim. They have to recognize the superiority of shame. So therefore this gets reenacted again in the Pasha of Rivko, where the bracha gets transferred to Yitzchak, Rivka follows the Eved, and she accepts the Lech Lecha to go as another Zayash Hashem, to follow the Knanim and be Meshavit of the Knanim, the Eved in the parish is the one that recognizes his true role to allow her to get the Bracha. Okay.